This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Before I start and bore you with my usual lines, I'd like to give a special shout out to all our subscribers in Bangalore who landed up for the subscribers meet with our journalists Manisha and Amit who were reporting on the Karnataka election from the state. Uh for those of you who showed up, thank you. Thank you for the questions, thank you for your feedback. and thank you most importantly for your support mufat khor is listening in subscribe so you can also be part of these events or these meets actually it wasn't much of an event but yes all news laundry subscribers get entry to our events for free and we met them in harvard also yeah even at harvard we had met a bunch of um subscribers so mufat khor's uh, you know i mean if you don't abuse us on twitter that's fine but if you want to actually engage with us you got to subscribe Then I'll come to Angre's apna lagan or news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. When the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Support new independent media. Subscribe to News Laundry. Also, have an announcement to make, dear listeners, before you can listen to the gyan that the panel here will banto. News Laundry has won the Red Ink Award for TR Vivek. Rather, TR Vivek has won the award, but you know, a story on News Laundry. a reading award which is one of the most prestigious journalism awards the story that this that has got this award is kaveri a basin on the burn those of you who have read it uh, you know what i'm talking about those of you who haven't please click on the link below and read it what's um, you know really uh, encouraging is that this is i think the third or fourth award that news laundry has got i would uh, you know hazard a guess that we're probably the smallest outfit to have got four awards we've got got a lardly award we've got a ramnath gank award we've got a red ink award and we've got the and the same story got a award at imc and we're probably the only non ad funded site to have won so many journalism awards so thank you listeners thank you subscribers uh, i would say something you to mufat khors but i won't say that because it's a nice occasion so thank you too for being mufat khors but Thank you is not what I want to say. You know that, right? Uh, so uh, do subscribe. Now we have an NL Sena project. The link for which is again below for the part two of this because the first part was covered from one state's point of view. We'd like Tiar Vivek to travel to the other state and give that state's point of view on this really interesting battle that has been fought for the waters of the Kaveri River for decades now. We are about twenty thousand or I think thirty thousand short of the magic number to commission that story. The first part won a Red Ink Award. Who knows what the second part may do? And probably this will be the first story, or first report that has been funded by news consumers to win such a prestigious award. Who knows? So, do subscribe, chip into that NL Sena story, and there are other NL Sena projects. So this is how ground reports can get done if you guys get involved. So thank you all so much for those of you who have already given to the NL Sena project on Kaveri Two. Please give more so we can commission that story. and another moment of pride for us thank you vivek congratulations to arvek for this award and thank you dear news laundry team before i read out the emails that have come in critiquing us some very good and eloquent ones i'll give you a list of the things we will discuss before we get into karnataka which is the first thing we will discuss because it's on top of everyone's mind and top of all news so of course it's going to be karnataka election and the big karnatak there which is such a clever pun that some channels are going with uh, there is a west bengal panchayati election which have seen which has seen some terrible violence and it has a background of violence and of course this will raise the same question i raise each time bhai bengal mein itna violence kyu hota hai political violence jab wahan bhadra log itne genteel aur gentle hain then we shall discuss the sunanda pushkar death case with a charge sheet um 
actually charging Shashi Tharoor with the Batman of Suicide. Also, in a kind of related story, Manmohan Singh Raj, the president, calling out Prime Minister Modi's threatening language. Then there's protests over the citizenship bill in Assam. This is a bill that is pretty um, important in several ways, which allows citizenship to minorities of other countries, which pretty much includes everyone except Muslims. Then there was the Aurangabad violence, for which some Shiv Sena uh, MLCs were arrested. And of course, the union cabinet reshuffle, where we have a new information broadcasting minister. Does it impact us? Does it not? Do we care? More on that. But first, Karnataka. And we have T.S. Sudhir on the line. Sudhir, right now you're in Bangalore. Are you back in Hyderabad or are you, where are you? You're always on the move. I'm back in Hyderabad tracking Bangalore because that's where all the action is happening. You were in Bangalore till how recently? So I traveled all through Karnataka during the election season. Okay. Subsequently for the uh, exit poll and the day of counting, I was in Delhi in the TV studios. I see. Oh, right. So, um, we'll of course talk about Hyderabad. The rest of the panel, we have our managing editor, Raman Kripal. Hi, Hi Raman. Hi. We have our editor-in-chief, Madhu Trehan. Hello. Hey, Madhu. And we have a guest from The Wire. He's a deputy editor at The Wire. He has over a decade of experience. He has worked at Frontline, where he also reports on politics, conflict and farmers' issue. Name to batado. Ajoy. I was... I was Building like up. Building up because it's a very long name. It's a very heavy name. I, I can, the first two are easy, but the third name is hard. It's Ajoy Ashirwad Mahaprashast. Hi. Hi, Mr. Mahaprashast. That's a very intimidating name, as Madhu said, you have. So, um, also, The Wire is also a subscriber-supported enterprise. So, do subscribe to The Wire too. Because, like I said, when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers served. We have a long list of things to discuss and some emails with some very searing critique, which is always welcome. But first, let's talk about what's happening in Karnataka because uh, we have to let TS go. TS, you prefer to be called TS or Sudhir? Sudhir. Sudhir. So, uh, so Sudhir, uh, it's been an exciting election. In fact, a radio station from Bangalore had called me up for my views two days ago. Fever, mm. uh, no, I think Fever FM, Fever Bangalore. So I said, let's go, I don't know why they want to know my views. But I payload my views because that's what we do. So what I'm asking yeah. is that when Mayavati swept Uttar Pradesh, you know, when she had that like, uh, I mean, I think three quarters of the seats she got or some ridiculous amount. I think it was two two terms ago. It was described mm. as the most exciting election ever. Modi's mm. 2014 victory was described as the most exciting election ever. 2004 mm. when... You know, uh, Mr. Um, Pramod Mahajan was Atal Bihari's right-hand man. It was just the most exciting ever. You, and so has this one been. Uh, you were on the ground. Is that hyperbole or was it actually up there as, as among the most exciting? Well, I think the stakes were very high for both the BJP and the Congress. The Congress needed to save this state because it remains the, uh, the only big state that it was ruling in. And for the BJP, it was very important because uh, ever since that North-South divide started being spoken about by chief ministers like Siddharamaya or by MK Stalin or Tenrai Vijay or Chandra Babu Naidu, the feeling started gaining ground that the BJP was not a South Indian party. So it was important for them to... Uh, come back in Karnataka after it, it lost power in 2013 in order to say that the South is not, uh, I mean, it's uh, its not uh, BJP Mukt uh, Dakshin Bharat as some of the uh, slogans said in South India. 
So and Modi the, made uh, Modi made sure that, he mentioned that in his speech. He he made a yeah, point of that. Yes, yes, yes. So from that point of view, it was important for both the political parties. The stakes were very high, and in fact, I would call it a very long drawn out election campaign. They started sometime in mid November with the Parvatna Yatra of the BJP with Yogi Adityanath making his appearance, then the Congress uh, responding with his own brand of uh, yatra. So in that sense, it has gone on for almost six months now. So uh, it was, uh, and uh, there was a Twitter war also with Siddharamaya upping the stakes. And uh, so, it, I mean, the battle was taking place both in the real and the virtual world. So because the stakes were very high, because on the ground it was a waveless election, nobody could correctly predict which way it was going. I think that made it for an exciting election. And the fact that the BJP was seen as winning and then it kind of shrunk and stopped at 104 and making it a hung verdict ensured that, you know, the drama in Karnataka just kind of goes on for some more time. Right. Also, um, there was, uh, I think, a CMS report, the Center for Media Studies, that this has been amongst the most expensive elections uh, in a while, the amount of money that was spent. I'm not sure which report that is, but it, it's a report that's been done by some media institute. Um, also, um, what what happened later, I, I know social media is not a good indicator for sensible debate, but um, it's been quoted on mainstream media that the kind of horse trading one is seeing, you know, this doesn't happen here. I mean, as if it's a uniquely North Indian phenomena. Uh, is, is this um, being too much being made of something that is quite routine? Uh, but I mean, of course, the only tragic thing is that even news anchors are looking at it as a normal thing to do without any condemnation. But yeah, will this be frowned upon in any unusual in Karnataka as, as if the Bellari brothers are from Punjab or something? See, Karnataka has seen hung verdicts before. In 2004, it was not a clear verdict. In 2008, the BJP came to 110, which is just three short of a clear majority. Uh, but technically, it was still uh, a minority government per se. And again, now in uh, 2013, was a clear verdict. 2018, again, the Karnataka has uh, given an unclear verdict. So, uh, in terms of you know um, making up coalition governments or kind of indulging in house trading, has been part of Karnataka's political theatre for uh, a good part of the last two decades. Uh, this time, uh, the challenge for the BJP, as some of its leaders were telling me, is even more because they need more number of uh, MLA uh, legislator elects to abstain uh, on when the trust vote is uh, done on the floor of the House, or they decide to con I mean, immediately move. But if we go by what they did in 2008, their formula would be to make these MLAs abstain, then make them resign, and make them contest the election again on a BJP ticket. That's what they did in 2008. The entire thing was reportedly financed at that time by the Reddy Brothers, which is what made them so powerful and indispensable in the in the you know in the entire political ecosystem of the BJP at that time. In fact, at that time, Yadrappa, I mean, Gali Janathan Reddy used to say that Yadrappa rules over Bangalore. But as far as Ballari is concerned, I am the Chief Minister of Ballari. So uh, that's how Karnataka was 2008 to 2011 till that whole illegal mining scam uh, blew up in their face. A related question. Yeah, Raman. Ha, see, uh, this BJP, uh, are they targeting the MLAs who have got, uh, you know, the criminal history, they have the ED records, uh, that's yeah. what we have been... Because they are more vulnerable. Ha. Those MLAs basically ha. who have a, a sword hanging over them right. will be more vulnerable. Right. Also, uh, Sudhir, uh, with that, if you could also give one quick answer of when they did this the last time that they got MLAs to abstain and then got them to, you know, recontest on, on another ticket... 
Did those guys uh, win again? Is is our Janta so stupid and idiotic? The last time they made four Janta legislators resign and three Congress legislators resign. So seven in all, five of them actually got re-elected. Dear God. This time, actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the what the BJP strategy is going to be. Those MLAs who are willing to abstain, resign, join the BJP, but not willing to recontest, they have the option of becoming members of the Karnataka Legislative Council. On the 8th of June, there are six elections, I mean, there are six vacancies coming up. So out of those six, the BJP would be in a position to win four of those seats. So at least four of those uh, 13, guys 14 guys who they would need can be accommodated in the Legislative Council. That's one thing. The second part is that, yes, they are, as Raman said, they are targeting those MLAs who will be vulnerable in terms of any income tax, CBI or ED cases against them. Anand Singh, who is the legislator from uh, Ballari district, is one such MLA. He was part of the BJP till January. He joined the Congress in February. He won uh, his election on the Congress ticket. And since uh, the 15th evening or 16th morning, he has been incommunicado. Though my sources in Ballari said that he has been telling his supporters, he told his supporters that he will stick to the Congress. But now the Congress camp itself has been confirming, quote unquote, that he's in the clutches of Narendra Modi. So he's not even in Karnataka at this point in time. MLA uh, Pratap Patil, again someone who was with the BJP earlier, joined the Congress in 2013 and in both elections he won on the Congress ticket. He also is believed to have uh, escaped from the resort. Uh, escaped? He's one, he's, yeah, I mean, in the sense that he's supposed to have <laughs> gone to the Bangalore airport and taken off in a private plane. Se. I mean, it's as dramatic as that. No, so, this, I mean, this. we thought that only the Tamil Nadu politicians of the AIDMK did the Golden Bay Resorts in February last year, but I think Karnataka is going it's to be the best. for money. the cost. Uh, so, so why, why, if I could just. If I so these two guys are gone. The other group which is uh, being targeted is the Lingayat community MLAs of the Congress. What yeah. they are being told is that why would you want to work under a vocal Liga chief minister, which would be H.D. Kumaraswamy. Instead, they should come out and join the BJP and support the Lingayat chief minister, because Yudhrapa. So the right. caste and cash. These are the two Cast themes which cash. are being used to kind of ensure a majority for the BJP government. Okay, Ajay, Ajay, you want to weigh in on this with, with any views of the coverage or the events? Either. Coverage and Sudhir has all already kind of mentioning it in the cast or cash. But uh, since yesterday we have been hearing rumors about all those MLAs who were, were with BJP before but contested on Congress tickets this time, they are being target, targeted now hmm. by the BJP. Two of them being in Ballari, as you were saying, Nagendra and Anand Singh, who were found to be missing, but their PS say, PAs said that they had gone to the Congress meeting in Bangalore. And uh, the 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 what what would be interesting is that Congress uh, Congress had given a substantial number of uh, tickets to the Lingayat candidates, and if they kind of uh, switch sides now, and many of them managed to win also, so but uh, so if they switch uh, sides now, it will be an interesting thing, and that will kind of ensure that Sidharamaiah's Lingayat card, which he played just before the election, has actually boomeranged as the BJP was claiming I before. See. Yeah. So, uh, so events in the sense uh, we saw, and it's like resort politics at its best. We this time, as Raman was saying a little while before, that we know the name of the resort this time, and it's eagle yeah. time. Okay, yeah, Ajay, so, yeah. did, did this is India where um, we invent in yeah. elections. You have phrases like resort politics. <laughs> resort politics. I don't yes. think it's used anywhere else it's in the world. Else, Can I yeah. give you a little bit of background on this governor? Vajubhai Wala. Yeah, please. Mm. Some interesting yep. thing that mm. I read. Tell me also after that, tell me, do you think he did the right 
made the right call okay this is a, a story that is 22 years old when devagauda happened to be prime minister for the short period that he mm. was and vajubhai wala was a minister in the gujarat government in mm. 1996 Suresh Mehta was the chief minister of Gujarat when the Congress fanned senior BJP leader Shankar Singh Vaghela's ambition. Uh, the Congress fanned his ambition. Vaghela rebelled against the BJP, claiming that he had the support of 40 other party MLAs. The BJP had 121 MLAs in the 182-member Gujarat Assembly. The Gujarat governor asked Suresh Mehta to prove his majority on the floor of the house, but before voting could be done in the Gujarat Assembly, blows were exchanged between opposing legislators inside the house. The United Democratic Front government under Devagauda swung into action. Gauda recommended the dismissal of Suresh Mehta's government. The then President Shankar Dayal Sharma signed the order, and Gujarat was placed under President's rule, dismissing the Suresh Mehta government. Vajubhai Pat uh, Vajubhai Wala then lost his ministry. And this time it's payback time. Hmm. Oh, that so time this is Karma. Vajubhai Wala was also the state uh, BJP yes. president. Yeah. That, that so time. So, so, this Ram, Ram, so this was his karmic chance. No, yeah. You know, I don't understand. The karmic chance of these guys getting back at each other. Like, what to hamari lag raha hai? Bund to hamari maar raha hai na sab milke. So, so I mean, when does our karma kick in? Like, uh, but um, do you think you did the right thing, Madhu? Did the governor do the take the right call? No. no you don't think so i don't no. think what so do you no. think ajoy yeah, obviously because because bajuway wala was facing a kind of very complicated situation where he had to choose between constitutional responsibility and party loyalty and we know what he chose now since yadurupa has already but this yeah. encourages yeah. horse trading that's all it does yeah, no, no, it's not yeah. democracy we, anymore uh, we yeah. understand what this congress and bjp are doing hmm. they will they will do that if the congress is also trying to be opportunist bjp's doing the same thing so this is expected from the political parties now no ethics but when it comes to governor he is really encouraging horse trading yeah well by, by inviting mm. the bharatiya uh, janata party mm -hmm. no my my question is 104 but, but one is that you're supposed to invite the larger single party that is what the bjp says but if it has the numbers to get majority of the house it's largest single party and its allies or you know and whoever supports it they don't have the support so, no, so that is what the, that was the convention that a governor should have called a sing, has always called a single largest party to power if there's in a case a of people alliance uh, or, yeah so but the latest uh, court uh, precedents has clearly established the uh, the importance of majority uh, majority whoever has the majority so uh, you you'll find soli saurabh ji saying that a governor should call a single largest party and then if that Uh, government is not able to prove its majority in the floor on the full floor of the house then then uh, the governor should go for the near uh, near uh, nearest possible option but we saw in goa manipur and in meghalaya how the bjp breached this convention and accordingly there were so many court cases uh, supreme court ruled in goa justifying why uh, justifying the governor's decision that a post poll alliance is uh, when the governor called the post poll alliance to form the government that is absolutely right the same case should have been applicable to the karnataka situation also you had the letters of support as the congress and jds claims of having 116 mlas in their support and, and on the other hand there was bjp with 104 mlas and only even if we if we in a in a situation where they get the support of two other mlas so even that then that makes it 106 which is nowhere close to 130 
40 in the halfway mark so in that situation governor going by the recent court cases and uh, of and congress is claiming rameshwar prasad case in 2006 which also clearly establishes that a post poll alliance if it has the numbers and has presented the num- and those numbers to uh, the governor in writing they should be called first because as madhu said this kind of situation only encourages horse trading and one yeah. of the primary roles of a governor is to prevent horse trading but that, yeah, in that clearly this kind has of one part that we, we i think we should also discuss is the, the kind of headline that indian uh, that indian express gave and this happened while you were asleep right which is the 1:30 am drama at mm. the supreme court mm. and i think it's to be noted that the three judge bench appointed by chief justice deepak mishra, mishra. was sikri kabode and ashok bhushan hmm. known sikri known to be sensitive to the center's needs hmm. goes back to what the four judges have said, said that, that these judges are being benches picked. are being constituted cherry picked hmm. for what the kind of judgment Judge. they need sure so you know i mean this is really depressing that in every area of the pillars of a democracy whether it's republic z um, the media times, the judiciary times now mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you've got that you've got the judiciary the educational institutions mm. what's left we are news laundry is left uh, <laughs> you can you can subscribe to us and make us stronger uh, but i just like to you know <laughs> remind everyone of sabte razi do you remember the jharkhand uh, sayed sabte razi i'll just refresh everyone's memory This happened in 2005 when Syed Sipte Razi in the uh, election of in Jharkhand, the Congress, the UPA Alliance won 36 seats and the NDA Alliance won 41. And uh, Syed Sipte Razi invited UPA to form the government, and he gave them 20 days to prove the majority. And that time the convention. So of course I'm not saying that he should have done that. He should have done that. Of course that is ridiculous. Like 13 years have passed, our democracy should have evolved. But I think the one thing it definitely shows. is that our democracy is very immature you know that we are a mature democracy is for one something like this happens and what is the media talking about that this one did that the obvious thing that every all of us have also repeated no reporter is out there who will question the reporters who uh, the uh, the mls who flipped why do you flip what are the specifics you know to kind of really grill them on that yeah and i think there is a question very often asked of politicians i've seen journalists ask politicians when they expound something and this question really irritates me when a journalist will ask aren't you being too idealistic i mean why don't they ask uh, aren't you being too practical <laughs> no aren't you being too crooked fuck yeah, practical so at least be idealistic idealistic uh, is like a bad word coming back sudhir uh, we let you go after this your ear must be getting extremely uncomfortable and hot so just a, no no just a, just a point to make uh, yes i mean there have been reports going around that they already have the support of 113 mlas Uh, a lot of mind games also being played because the Congress and the JDS camps are obviously jittery. They do realize that there are only some black sheep uh, in their entire flock uh, who would want to kind of, you know, uh, get a chance in for themselves. So that possibility is pretty much uh, there. And also the uh, point about the Lingayat um, uh, camp being booed. Uh, 
there is this uh, MLA who has just left Eagleton Resorts on the outskirts of Bengaluru, citing health reasons. He's an MLA, Congress MLA from Humnaba, Rashekar Patil, who was in the target list of uh, the BJP to woo. So we do not know whether he actually comes back to the resort. But yes, uh, moves are being made. They also realize that they don't have much time on their hands because tomorrow to the Supreme Court also they will need to furnish some kind of a list, perhaps. So if they need to do that, they... Uh, they would need to kind of ensure that more people uh, actually leave the Congress and JDS camp. But eight Congress and two JDS is the figure being given out by the BJP at this point in time with who they have established contact. Right. Um, now, before we let you go, what is the possibility of the potential turncoats to be re-elected? You think it's high or is our democracy evolving or are we still as idiotic as we were 10 years ago? See, uh, it also depends largely on the constituency they come from. You know, if the constituency is in, say, in a Ballari kind of district, a lot of muscle power, etc., can be used to ensure there is no formidable candidate who stands against them. So, I mean, these are all very uh, strange and difficult constituencies to kind of fight elections from. And the kind of money power and muscle power that has been on display in Karnataka makes it a rather, uh, you know, sad place uh, that Karnataka is kind of degenerating to, into. Sudhir, what is muscle power? Is it like Om Prakash Chautala style that you vote for us so we'll break everyone's heads? You know, the booth capturing because you can't do that. I mean, how does one use muscle part to swing an election? It's essentially it's, it's essentially intimidation that where even you will not be allowed to contest in the first place. Your uh, election apparatus will be affected. And that's what happens in Ballari. In fact, when I was touring Ballari, one of the constant watches from the people on the ground uh, was that while we had economic prosperity when the Reddy brothers were at their peak, when there was a mining boom from Ballari, etc. Uh, and after the entire cases came, the, you know, the town was like another small town where you know, where nothing much was happening, we still wouldn't want all the muscle power of the Reddies to come back into Ballari uh, all over again because they would actually control the entire economy of the district and Ballari city. They don't want that to come again. So that's the kind of an atmosphere of terror that was there in those years a decade ago and people don't want it to return. So that's what is going to be the biggest danger. In fact, if someone like Sri Ramalu had won even in a Badami in Bhagalkot district in Mumbai, Karnataka region, the message that would that we should have sent is actually much more dangerous because it would have made people believe that corruption is kind of okay, uh, not just in a Balhari district but also in a Bagalkot district in an entirely different region. But you're saying right um, now, right now, that's not the message that's going out. Right now, the message is that corruption is not okay. Well, uh, uh, luckily enough, I, if I may use the phrase, I mean, not too many of the Ballari brothers candidates have won from uh, Ballari district. Only his two brothers and Sri Ramlu have won. His uncle, his nephew, etc. lost the election. So their influence may be limited. Also, Ghali Janathan Reddy has CBI cases against him, so he would want them to be watered down. So he may not flex his muscles as he used to do a decade ago. But nevertheless, if they manage Sri Ramlu with support of Ghali Janathan Reddy manages to swing the numbers for B.S. Yudrappa. B.S. Yudrappa will be uh, uh, you know, grateful to Sidamlu for having saved his government. So their influence will definitely be there looming large over this BJP government in Bengaluru. So do not rule that out at all. Alright. Thanks Sudhir. Um, thank you for joining thank you. us. Um, thank you. Hopefully see you when you're in Delhi. Until then, great job.
So, if I may come in on the question of whether these candidates who could be possible turncoats, whether they have a chance of re- getting re-elected. So, I was in Karnataka for two weeks and it was it's not just a Karnataka-specific phenomenon, but uh, the kind of debates that we have are already there in Delhi, like the national versus regional sub-nationalism of Sathidharamaya. But if you go on the ground, there are, there are candidates who can win on any party ticket so because they enjoy not just a muscle power but they they really enjoy they've built patronage networks in their constituency for more than 20 30 years so you have in in for example if you in in you you go to belgam you will find jarkioli brothers ramesh jarkioli and satish jarkioli of the co- congress who 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 have sugar mills there and they could win in any ticket so like mukhtar ansari or like raja bhaiya they can't bhaiya. lose so in you, their you area. have these people who can win on any tickets and peop- and also because they enjoy those local patronage networks and people as he was, Sudhir was also pointing it out that at the time this mining what we understand as mining scam the people people of Ballari saw it as a mining boom when they had better employment facilities or opportunities and even if they, they were menial they were they had some kind of uh, way to get by sure. in Ballari and right now the nothing of that sort is happening and that and that's probably is kind of a reality and which but what is more worrying is even our political class doesn't seem to bother about democratic values why yeah, should they they should yeah, the, they, the, 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 the national leadership of bjp or say congress they don't seem uh, to bother about these values at all mm. so and that's the uh, even if democracy has been decimated i mean Hmm. And it's like a football. Everybody is playing. Uh, except, except, except it's the public who's being played. Yes. You know, it's it's a very sad kind of a catch twenty two, and this is it, it gets us to the whole cultural phenomenon. And this morning I was listening to, uh, I'm so bad with names, so I don't even remember his name. He's just written a a book called The Soul of America or something like that. Uh, so he was talking about after Charlottesville, he wrote, and you know when the, those pro-Nazi kind of those white supremacist rallies came out. And he was talking about the whole, uh, the whole enlightenment and the movement of U.S. being the embodiment of all the values that the enlightenment brought. A rejection of kings, of the, you know, the, the divine right to rule, of, of monarchy, of priests, of, of churches deciding. And he said rather, uh, you know, um, confidently and, and with um, a certain boastfulness... That and this is and these are quintessentially Western values which we gave to the world because America was the embodiment of that. So you know, for a minute, my Desi kind of cockles were. Abey kya ham bhi to bade enlightened hai. You know, we invented internet trick thousand years zero. ago. We invented zero. No, no, of course, I'm <laughs> being. But I was. But Always. then you know, I said, okay, let me think about what he's saying. He's right here. I mean, till today, what Sudhir was saying that people who will win an election on any ticket. I mean, today you walk out, not only will people dive to your feet depending on where they stand in the social or the economic hierarchy. Is you still there? People know. Okay. But people will actually, uh, you know, perpetuate that. Like if you go to Rajasthan, these 22, 24-year-old Yuvraj and Tuvraj and Puvraj or whatever, they they walk into the village outside the palaces and they... Yeah, like royalties, they behave as if Indira Gandhi never 
wiped out the privy purses mm. or their red looking... uh, uh, this uh, car what do you call them the car numbers Haan, the number plates, they used to correct. have special number plates they so that they could ch- they could not ch- be chalaned anywhere hmm. they had all these royal privileges and uh, but when you go to these areas they're treated like royalty the yeah. customs are the same they carry on their own darbars Absolutely. actually and the new I've royals. seen it happen <laughs> it's really uh, as if it and not just that madhu mps who are sitting in parliament making laws when their children get married the cards that go out and i'm sure you receive them have yuvraj so and so is yes. getting married and to you know hmm. kumarini jo bhi kehte hain matlab and hmm. also in addressing them how they are dressed um, where uh, they hukum, are hukum and all that and all that that's that's still there so you no, can it's new? just like everything else we have laws against child marriage we have laws against discrimination against caste but in ground reality is that mm. until you have a psychological massive change it's not going to take place mm. no the system has invented new royals also like raja bhaiya mm. if you go to his place mm. yeah. or reddy brothers yeah or reddy brothers, brothers. Or so they, they are also i mean yeah, revered who, just like who, i mean who are these bahubali netas that mm. we often talk about they are like small time robin hood they are robin hood figures in their own constituencies they break the rule of law in and easily and yet enjoy some sort of their caste based support Mm. Uh, But yeah, in UP, may for America, example, uh, oh, please finish. In in UP, for example, you'll you'll find people talking about acha wo to hamari hamari shadi mein bhi aaye, hamari beti ki shadi mein aaye, pachas hazar rupee bhi diye. These things, I think, matter a lot. Madhu, you were saying? I was saying, speaking about America, since you brought up this uh, subject about their their inventing freedom of speech and democracy and everything, in the last ten days, there have been a spate of reports. of white people calling the cops on black people yeah so Including for example university. university in in uh, harvard or yale one of yale. the in yale, yale uh, a black young woman was in their library common room and since she'd been working all night on her dissertation she was resting on the sofa and a white student called the cops called 911 yeah and called 911 then today i read a short sto- story on video where uh, a white woman was calling the cops on two black men who were barbecuing in the lake in in Oakland um next to the lake which is perfectly legal legal mm. that designated areas but she was calling the cops saying that they have a charcoal grill on and, and of all course that. the starbucks case the starbucks case then there's another one where a a, a black guy he's inspecting a house in which he b- belongs to a business that buys houses they renovate them and then they sell them so he'd come to inspect the house on behalf of his company and the neighbor called the cops on him that there's a break in happening because mm. he's black then there's two girls who had been staying in a house and were now about to catch a plane and they started bringing their luggage out the neighbors called the cops saying there's a robbery going on next door mm. so black people moving stuff mm. means that they're stealing things so and the and the racism there's one guy who's screaming in a in a no what you're saying is that cafe. so those mindsets you're saying don't change even there or here no i th- i'm not saying that i'm saying the mindsets i have now been given a free rein they're being encouraged much like here that a guy because in a train is beaten up because he's wearing a skull cap or but why do you think it's happening i think it's it's morphic resonance and this historically proven that when one kind of culture 
like it happened in Hitler's time, that fascism and dictatorships evo- were resonating around, around the, the world. world. There's a contagion. Uh, there is con- yes. And I think what is happening in America is happening in India. It's happening in Europe, in, in fact. Turkey. Turkey. So the other is being targeted. Philippines. So um, on that, so that's a good time to read this letter by Prateek. Madhu, this is, I think, specifically addressed to you. He's going to kill me. No, no, this is actually very polite. The one that kills is kills me, but that'll come later. Hello, Hafta team. I've been a subscriber for almost a year. Hafta Constitution, Nuisance and Reporters Without Orders are what keeps me hooked. I love Abhinandan's trademark lines promoting news laundry. That said, I'll jump right into my main criticism. Since you like those lines, I'll just say them once again. Please subscribe to News Laundry and help oh, keep God, he's media free. Because unless you pay, I mean, everything that the mics we are recording in and... and and the place where we are, the rent, everything is not free. It's not free. It's not free. It's not free. And if we have a government ad, or we have a corporation ad, then you are our only support. So Prateek goes on to say, The extreme levels of USA love by Madhu needs to be pointed out. Since last December, Madhu has brought up some USA stories in every single hafta that she has been part of. If her parts of hafta were to be isolated, one would think this is an Indo-US podcast and not an Indian one. A mm. comment of hers from a few weeks ago perfectly sums up my point. Abhiran was talking about his contempt for the Indian police force. Madhu responded by saying that the situation is the same all around the world and then went on to talk about the USA. Again, I did it today, cops. just now. You did it right. I said, <laughs> because of course the entire world is just India and USA. The fact is that as a cop, as a whole, cops in the developed world minus USA are great at their job. Seems irrelevant to the conversation. The list goes on. For way too many stories, Madhu has to reply about some US incident or the other. I'll give a few more examples. Topic, Farmers March. Madhu responds, anti-NRA March in USA. Anti-what? NRA March in USA, which instantly she brought up three consecutive haftas. I plead guilty. Topic, Indian political spokespersons. Madhu responds, Kelly something, a political spokesperson yeah, in the USA. I plead guilty. Topic, Jinnah statue. Madhu responds, Confederate flag in USA. I plead guilty. <laughs> Not too much. guilty. <laughs> Not to mention oh, the time. <laughs> she used the two USA political parties to explain her point. I plead guilty. Surely internationalism is not a bad thing, but internationalism goes beyond USA. This is fanboyism of another country. Regards, Prateek. And since Abhinan will get a kick out of it, I thought I should mention that I'm a research mathematician by profession. <laughs> yeah, these post-doctorates, This is not fanboyism. It's the opposite of fanboyism. That we are not so bad, but But I, I do think that, you know, what I said about that guy in CNN who was like boasting about America being the embodiment of the Enlightenment. Um... You can't argue with that. Yeah. But it's fast losing it. Yeah, it's fast. But but, it did, but the pushback, you see the pushback there to Trump. Yeah, You see what guys like Bill Mao, even the Don Lemon can mm. say to Trump in the but morning show. But look what he's done in Israel. Look huh. what he's done. That's, he's that's made tragic. an embassy there no, just because his son-in-law wants the pat on the back from his uh, rabbis. No, but, but what happened in the violence that followed? Yeah, but the they, they, he says this a violence proves that these these are the, this is the problem, not the solution. This is the arrogance of the, of the man. Yeah. Arrogance, yeah, I just think he is too dumb to be arrogant or humble. He's just like this blob of nothing. Okay, now this is an email by Swati, Swati Puri. Hi, I wanted to give a shout out to Sneha and Sayani for writing to News Laundry on judging women who provide sexual favors in return for career advancement. Email read out during episode 171. Um, for those listeners who weren't there, we had a discussion about, um, it, it was an email that had come from uh, Sayani about some of the discussions that happen on gender issues here, uh, many of our lady listeners think is uh, are, are very um, primitive from the point of view. They're, they're, they're very uh, male heavy in the sense that not only is the panel predominantly male, the views of the males on the panel are uh, often, I'm sure Swati will articulate what, what she now means. How can I connect this to America? 
Okay. Okay, you have you have 200 <laughs> words. Please guilty. <laughs> Their emails illustrate that on the subject of sexual harassment and abuse, women are not a monolith that speak in one voice. Something to keep in mind while selectively amplifying views that endorse your worldview. You know who you are. I think Swati you mean me. The irony of a mostly male panel weighing in on the merit of Sneha and Sayani's argument was not lost on me. Not on us either actually. We've discussed that in office several times. That Abhinandan chose to characterize Sayani's more adversarial male as hysterical versus Sneha's as well articulated is telling. The long history of classifying non-conformist action and speech by women as hysterical is a story for another day. But rest assured that you're in illustrious company. I shall summon my calmest indoor voice to say that the Hafta panel lacks credibility when it discusses gender. Over the past year, 51 episodes, out of an average of 5 speakers per panel, only 1.5 were women. This includes Madhu and Manisha. You've hosted 39 guests, of which only 5 have been women. You may wish to include this information in the next piece, News Laundry Commissions on Women's Representation in the Media. Sincerely and politely, Swati. Thank you, Swati, for that very well-articulated and non-hysterical letter. Uh, I agree with much of you what you're saying and disagree with some. I think just using the word hysterical uh, is not sexist or gender-loaded comment. Uh, incidentally, I have exchanged two very um, uh, interesting and calm and uh, combative males with Sayani after I read that out. And she wrote a very... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't read it out here because she said this is just... This was her rebuttal to me, which she sent to me on my email ID. So, I just, my point was that if you lash out against, you know, a certain system and justifiably so, and I said that, that is happening, but completely reject that there's another reality, I would qualify that as hysterical. You know, I can say that there is majoritarianism here, but I reject that there is, I, I gave the same example last time, I want to repeat myself, but anyway, thank you Swati. Uh, now, I don't think I had suggested this last time, Shubham, if we can just contact Swati and Sayani and have a huff, have them on the hafta next time. Uh, if they're in Delhi, maybe we can, you know, send a car and get them here. If not, they can join us on the phone. So Swati and Sayani, uh, we're looking to try to get you on next hafta. A, uh, I think we should have a more women heavy hafta you're right but at uh, the risk of sounding defensive and coming back with a punch uh, we had a subscribers meet in Bangalore uh, Manisha tweeted out a picture they're all men I don't know how many women are subscribers when we had a subscriber meet in the USA Madhu there was there were two girls out of 15 um, so yeah our subscribers tend to be kind of male heavy men. even like on my Twitter followers the majority is male but I don't that's know why because uh, Twitter is male heavy no woman who doesn't want to be abused will want to be on Twitter so I can understand that but I'm just saying you're right it's not okay it's a problem of the data is the same everywhere uh, but on in our defense I think reporters without orders is female heavy am I right Cherry I wouldn't say that why aren't you more girls than guys on that Nidhi and you and um, it's a 50-50 okay once in a while I, but I'm the host we will bring in all the reporters from Patriot all, all women <laughs> so yeah but we have to try to correct that thanks Swati for your mail and uh, Shubham will be getting in touch with you and Sayani to hopefully be in the next show. Shubham see if it's possible to get them I think um, they both have very good points to make and they make them very well um, let's have them kick my ass on the hafta alright moving on 
Now coming to Bengal, let me start with you because you are from the neighboring state. You're Odia, aren't you? Yes, I am, but I grew up in Bengal too. <laughs> so do you identify yourself more as a Bengali or an Odia? I don't know who I identify myself with. I don't identify myself with any state as such or any That's ethnic healthy. group. Yeah. Mm. So I'm more of a Delhiite now than oh any dear. other state. Yeah, my mate, my but you my horrible, horrible family man. stays in Odisha <laughs> now. I have friends in Bengal and I have friends all over. I, I, so, I, are you more Chena Pada or more Rasgulla? I am more, more of uh, Chenna Puro and Odia Rasogulla. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, are you, would you say that Odisha's biggest contribution to the country has been uh, uh, Sambit Patra? Oh, why would I say that? Yeah, I, I, I think it's... I, don't know, I yeah. thought maybe you'd say that in case you <laughs> fell on your head Obviously while coming there are, there are many, there are many <laughs> others. But uh, that's that's the kind of culture we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, Sambit Patra... F- kind of represents the Odia face in Delhi yeah. here. Yeah, perhaps and not any of its food or, not, yeah. or its dance forms <laughs> or so many number of diverse cultures that doesn't come out of Odisha at all. Mm. And what we have is Samit Patra. Is Samit I think Patra. he's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I think. Right. He was at point now he gets boring I think a little. Yeah, he's yeah. A bit, when he's, he started I th- I out I thought he was kind of different, aggressive. And now no, he I found, him, I found him funny. I always thought he was an idiot. He's, yeah, yeah. he's, 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 he's funny. He, once he recited a Punjabi poem, uh, also remember? Yeah. No, but we are but way no, past what, those But what I find uh, is he's become too offensive. You know, it's no longer funny. You know, yeah. sometimes it's like in Shakespeare, Colony, they used to be the village idiot, or you know, who makes you laugh. Yeah. Now the kind of things he says. A uh, what Mia Mulla whatever so you know cut Mulla he cut Mulla yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, so any, now any, he's not funny he's just he disgusting gross Muslim panelist as a cut Mulla so, so know, and that's be- absurd not just absurd that's abusive he should be sued for that so anyway so I think he's no longer funny he's just mm. a very vile man but um, that's so creepy coming to Bengal uh, well the West Bengal Panchayat election happened and there was seventy two percent voter turnout the uncontested seats are apparently the highest this time and yes. the accusation is that this is because of the intimidation no one has the guts to contest in fact mm. the exact uh, number is and mostly are contested by TMC yeah but there's no two doubt about yeah. uh, uh, two opinions about that so 34.6% of the seats were uncontested mm. And that apparently is some sort of... Uh, That's the highest figure in Bengal Panchayat elections. But Bengal Panchayat elections started out much before uh, India adopted the Panchayat system. 72nd uh, 70, uh, 70 Bengal Panchayat elections started out in, I think, started in 78. Yes. And, uh, Sorry, and just for our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, well, the Panchayati Raj Act made Panchayat election happen under the 72nd Amendment of the Constitution in 1992 is when they started happen across the country but Bengal has had them since 1978 yeah but yeah, it wasn't a three-tier structure as was adopted in 1992 right so but yeah but panchayat elections are a phenomenon in Bengal unlike any other state I have seen hmm. so uh, what uh, so there's no, first of first that there's no two opinion about opinions about that there's unprecedented violence in 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 panchayat elections this time that's finished on May 14th and uh, 34.6 which is a huge figure which kind of if you convert 
it into say numbers around 25 to 26000 gram panchayats were contested where uh, went to tmc without any opposition uh, without any opposition uh, candidates so the cpm the and the bjp they have been contesting it there in on in the supreme court in the high court and the supreme court has passed strictures and uh, uh, the high court in calcutta also talked about what the the uh, the officials should be that that the officials should be punished if they are not found to be doing their duties but the problem is that there's a culture of political violence in bengal is very very deep you know we've discussed yes. this in in hafta yes. about um, i had asked that why is bengal mm. so violent when in the day to day life you don't yes. encounter violence like you do in delhi mm. but um, madhu if you could just weigh in on this you know uh, it's sad that Derek O'Brien, who in the beginning was seen as mm. this, you know, quiz master, educated man, ye wo tunta, coming in as a politician, he's doing the same thing Amit Shah is doing. Like Amit Shah is doing right now, and what's happening at Andhra, he's saying, what about the emergency, bloody hell, that four decades ago, mm. if if your mindset is the same of 1972, then it shows how pathetic you are, not how pathetic Indira Gandhi was. But the dude, uh, Derek O'Brien, is doing the same thing. He's giving you lists of how many people died in during the CPIM. Mm. Do you think that this what aboutery? is has just become the default setting of any and every not just politician but even journalist in our country yeah but i think uh, i think we're coming full circle on this mm. just like uh, i see uh, my feeling is that people when they watch talk shows at night mm. screaming shows at night <laughs> there's always a representative of both parties spokespersons and they're predictable i don't think they have any credibility anymore at all so even the echo people want to hear even the you know they want to hear stuff that they agree with even that is becoming boring i think we've come full circle on that just like fake news i think everything is coming to full circle, full circle. it's gone so low that people are now understanding that this is not the story that what these people say is not the story okay um sorry From, or am sir, I being overly optimistic? I I don't know. You know, I'm. I'll come to that. I want to hear what Raman sir has to say. What do you think? You think we are on the way up? We've reached hit rock bottom, and now the only way is up. Or you think we can go further down in our political discourse in our country? No, I mean we have hit the bottom, bottom already. You're uh, talking in terms of Bengal. Uh, no, just general political discourse. Uh, political discourse. Mm. I mean, people have. I think if you actually really check the TRP, it's it's, it's an investigative story mm. because these guys, you know, they they give the wrong figures. Wrong data. Huh? Uh, We've done so story on Bob. People Bart. have stopped watching TV. Do you think people have stopped I watching? I met the other day. I met one bank manager, and she point blankly she told me that they have stopped and they don't let their children also watch it. <laughs> and uh, there are certain hotels i don't want to want mention the chain but the one of the largest hotel chains in india who also have hotels they do not carry republic really? as a statement mm. they will not carry republic okay so this overall i think there's an overall environment being built where there's legitimacy the owner, to such kind yeah. mm. the owner old school type of owner is his sensibilities get damaged so really? he's just cancelled it across <laughs> the board you know mm-hmm. i sorry ajoy you were saying no i was i was saying there's some sort of like there's an environment that is 
consciously being encouraged where there's political legitimacy to such whataboutery fake news political violence where every if one party does the other party if they resort to uh, such violence then they can also justify the same thing in the name of whataboutery yeah, and that is what the tmc is doing right now in bengal i think you know i don't think any of those things are new that you know one what about you what about you yeah. what i think is new is that news professionals mm. are actually willing participants in that level of discourse that i think is new so i don't know if you've hit rock bottom because when you see reporters laughing about uh, you know navika kumar at on time on times now when mm. ram madhav said we have amit shah mm. <laughs> mm. everyone knows what that means mm. and rather than her stiffening up and saying what do you mean by that mm. mr madhav <laughs> what are you suggesting as the spokesperson of the bjp and as mm. you know what are the leading lights and office holders of rss mm. is that what you want to teach the viewers mm. of this show mm. no she mm. just laughed and they're basically kissing his bloody feet mm. yeah that's that is what rahul shankar and navika do I mean, what is yeah, that yeah. hasiyat yeah. i mean that is mm. that is new i mean when you have people and you know i i really like the guy but i i'm getting increasingly worried by the kind of tweets he retweets jaggi like kill these cockroaches yaar mm. whether there is a whether they are your enemies or mm. this whole dehumanization mm. of a person as a cockroach mm. crush them like cockroaches yeah. kill them. I, in my interview i mean you got to the... be I, i think you got to be mm. a little hysterical and i'll use this word now see it's not a gendered word mm. it's a hysterical and a completely loony thing to say mm. so when journalists starts do, start doing that mm. that worries me you know in, otherwise mm. at least you'd pretend not to be an ass no now that in has become a feather in the cap i think because the lok sabha tv recently hired, hired that yeah the, uh, that one, girl who called for genocide who called for a genocide ah. in kashmir yeah. Yeah. in my interview with arun shori this morning we discussed exactly this and i quoted to him something that my father used to say he said ek baar sharam utar jaye to phir kuch bhi kar lo mm. and i think oh, that yeah. is what's happened in our culture mm. that everyone does it's become okay to be abusive so it is the new normal and what jaggi is doing a man who we all know is, is basically a very elegant decent man to meet and discuss things with when he's on twitter is like sharam utar gayi hai So then you can say anything and mm. it's fine. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate. Okay, I have uh, two more quick emails here. First of all, I have an email that I won't be reading out because yaar um, Rahul, you've written a 760 word email and then he's written either you read the whole thing or don't read any part of it. So I'm sorry, I will read no part of it. No read part of it. No, I, I don't I don't want to be uh, there are three other mails that I have to read so I'll read that. So the first one is by Vijay Krishnan. Vijay Krishnan says Hi guys about public spaces have any of you seen a tamil death procession here that uh, context is for our listeners the namaz discussion that we had you know in gurgaon they said you can't mm. read namaz in public place and all that vijay says hey guys about public places have any of you seen a tamil death procession it is the absolute opposite of a private moment of grief not that you expected to know but please do look it up i don't have much of a broader point except to say that we're not great at regulating anything we're also not great at following due process so the expectation that there would be complaints before vigilantism supervenes or on the other side that permission would be taken for organized activity on public land that doesn't seem to be part of how we do things as long as we don't regulate these things there will be hiccups i wish we could trust our natural instincts enough not to need regulation but if that's not possible i guess forms and triplicate will need to be demanded for all these things good point i think this is in response to um, Uh, you know last week's discussion mm-hmm. about did they have permission to read namaz there and all then harsha beria says 
The discussion on Iran sanctions have far greater concerns than what was covered by the panel. I hope Anand covers them in the next hafta after his research. So he's in the this hafta, but he'll be the next hafta. So hopefully he'll weigh in on this. Anand Vardhan. Yeah. Ah. The obvious impact is on crude prices, which are expected to go up as the supply of crude goes down, and given the growing global economy, demand is ever increasing. This will have an adverse effect on the on India's current account and fiscal account deficit, as India imports lots of crude oil. Given that shale gas production by the US has not gone up significantly, crude oil prices are already hovering at the $75 mark. India is also a major rice exporter to Iran. However, the sanctions may not apply on staple food, but this is still to be seen. It can potentially have an adverse effect on rice exports. Cheers, Harsh. Thank you, Harsh. A very short and to the point and informative mail. An unrelated point, Kapil Mahavar says, Hi, Kapil here. I've been following Newsly for the past three years and finally subscribed in January this year. Thanks, Kapil, for finally giving us some money. I heard this week's Hafta 171. You might have missed a big event in the discussion. Google I.O. They unveil a product called Google Duplay where their artificial intelligence can chat as a real person. Major ethical concerns here. I would like to know your views on the matter. Big thumbs up to News Laundry. Well, we discussed on the awful and awesome actually, um, Kapil. But yeah, let me get the panel's view on this. So they, the Google has a product that, you know, it doesn't sound like a machine voice, so it can actually sound, uh, hello, I'd like to book a table for Ms. Ms. Madhutrehan uh, at the Oberoi, please. Yeah, I saw that with the hairdresser's appointment. Ah, correct. So it actually sounds, so the converse, so there are major ethical problems. Uh, just, then, Madhu, you want to start? Well, what what is, con- uh, concerns me more that I also read that now they're coming up with robots with emotions. Matlab? Meaning that a, a robot can feel jealous, jealousy, anger, Sorrow, pain, euphoria, hmm. all that. Now that is scary. Yeah, that is scary. A robot getting angry with me is something I can't handle. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I have to have an AK-47 to kill the yeah, robot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way. But but I think this one handled pretty well, uh, uh, Sonia Gandhi. Handled? A robot pretty well anyway, huh? Bad joke. Very Madhu bad. just killed my joke with a... Huh. What do you think? Are there ethical issues on that? I personally don't have a uh, strong opinion on this, but as long as I feel that technology is not created to replace human labor, and but to assist human that labor. That has already happened. Yeah, so, <laughs> but to assist human labor, I, f- I find that these so, experiments so the can be done. As long as the emotional uh, or emotion of labor is uh, this role. No, but it will inevitably sell. replace uh, human. I think the yeah, one, there a is a cautionary here. thing on mm. s- for scientists because scientists, like journalists, sometimes fall mm. in love with the story and even if mm. the facts are refuting the story, mm. they'll carry on with the story. Yeah. You know, you fall mm. in love with the story mm. and mm. you're not, you're Correct. supposed to drop it mm. when the facts mm. contradict it but many journalists mm. don't. They mm. fall in love. It's a very good story. Even though it's factually incorrect mm. and that I think is an emotional reaction that this story I think scientists also fall in love with the science of things which mm. is how the atom bomb was created the Manhattan sure. Project they fell in love with the science of creating it not understanding not con- uh, uh, looking into the future of what are the consequences yeah. mm. and all the scientists afterwards regretted creating it sure. they went on record saying that what did we do why did we do this because it was so destructive the same thing in, in many scientific inventions mm. and practice have proven that without discussing or evaluating the social impact of these things for example this um, what is this selling of sperm called Vicky donor 
<laughs> Whatever. Sperm so donor. When that first, uh, the sperm donor. Mm. When that first started in America, it was considered a great lucrative thing for young people to make money on the side, yeah. mm. not realizing the future that twenty years down the line, uh, the doorbell rings and the guy says, "I'm your, fa- I'm your son," mm. and then you have twenty sons or daughters uh, lined up outside your mm. house, and what are the legal ramifications of right. that? Nobody mm. thought it through, mm. and that is happening today. Actually, um, one of our subscribers uh, in in how when I had gone to Boston, sorry, when we were there uh, at Food Comfort Dinner, he's doing a postdoctoral research on this, and he said by 2030, I mean, CAs and lawyers will be replaced in the next decade hmm. because of the kind of machine learning that can churn out the contracts you need, the legal advice mm-hmm. you need, your books will be balanced, and just you know, taxes yeah. returns will be filed by by softwares. It is inevitable that. Th- the amount of people who are going to be replaced mm. including madhu and i attended that siddharth mukherjee's talk mm. you know people who see reports what are they called jab aapki report pathologists ha wo jo aap jo report dekhte hain mm. so a machine will be able to see your report of whatever like of course finally the doctor mm. will have to do the whatever yeah, diagnosis but the mm. a lot of doctors just mm. they get by by just interpreting reports that mm. will be done with more accuracy by a machine mm. so on in every field yeah Uh, including journalism you know they will so I'm i sure think cas will not be replaced by artificial intelligence <laughs> in india at least yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true jugad kaise nikalna machines machines won't jugad kaise nikalna even jugad, lawyers lawyers bhi to jugad nikalte hain aur kya karte hain machines won't work in india are sir they will work they will, no, they they will won't. work but this now the technology unless they have a robot that does indian jugad hmm. if they can be manipulative hmm. the machines can be manipulative yes they so will work otherwise yeah. they won't but right right now we have a regime which is selling technology as a political issue acha i said you were saying selling pakodas no technology technology figures in prime minister modi's speech in almost in all speeches that will bring technology and without getting into these kind of factors at all more automation means more development and that's the kind of except yeah. that the telecom sector is seeing layoffs at an unprecedented Precedent. scale in fact there's just today in the FT, it sector in the it sector, IT sector, sector seeing layoffs yes, at an unprecedented, unprecedented scale. the telecom yes. sector is screwed mm. So yeah. So now so the Vodafone idea merger. Half of the the people who are working there, they are insecure about their jobs because they fear that they have already been told that half of the workforce will be laid off mm. by next March. So they are working their asses off now just to retain the jobs. I personally know a bunch of people who already quit because they couldn't just deal with the stress yeah, of you stress know having stress. to perform and suck up But to the boss. But where would they go? The the other other place to go is Geo, which is more. Stressful. Yeah, I, I, I think one of them has moved to the Noida Film City and has a pakoda stall. Mm-hmm. But I, I, <laughs> that was, I don't know about the rest. Yeah. Okay, you're following government instructions. Now be entrepreneurs. <laughs> just the last email, Vivek Anand. I heard you talk about the Iran deal and how Trump junked it. I just thought I'd write in and give another spin to this wobbly catastrophe. Remember how Trump went to Saudi Arabia early in his term? What happened after that? Saudi prince took power. Talks of reforming the nation, but now we have an era of alternate fuel, which means this guy doesn't have money to reform his country. How does he get that? High oil prices. I've been tracking oil prices for the last two years, and just on this fiasco, it has shot up to new highs. How do you fight an idea, renewable energy, when its time has come? Like the Joker said, chaos. So a mm. uh, young subscriber, Vivek Anand, has given another. Conspiracy theory, a pretty plausible one at that. Mm. So thanks, Vivek, for that email. And sorry, Rahul, I cannot read eight hundred words. So no, you there is an Indian Express news: mm-hmm. uh, hike of rupees four in uh, petrol and diesel. 
is happening yeah now this ah. week oh. this week for so just after the election if it happened yeah. before the uh, election yes. to 4 rupees a big hump rupees jump is yeah. very big that's that's what very a lot they were they are already selling petrol for 70 more than 70 rupees yeah, yeah 72 72 so. 74 i think uh, and so what was the what was the compulsion the compulsion is express report is saying that in anticipation that the prices are going up and indian rupee is sliding in the global market so they are contemplating a hike of rupees for in a day or two when i was in college i think you got a so this is to uh, rupee versus dollar just to strengthen yeah just to strengthen rupees is a easier way to strengthen the uh, rupee yeah. demonetize again devalue the rupee and print some more notes feel <laughs> <laughs> like venezuela they they the inflation True. is so high that they've given up counting they True. just weigh them they weigh the notes on weighing scales okay now i want to speak about two issues i don't know whether they're related or not one is uh, the prime former prime minister of the country manmohan singh uh, wrote to sorry just a second the president yeah the former prime minister of the country manmohan singh wrote to the president about modi's threatening language modi had said in a speech that he should watch it rahul i shouldn't get too angry or whatever lene ke dene pad jayenge agar congress apni seemaon mein par kiya something something <laughs> of that sort this is what they and uh, you know shashi but this is not the first time he has said it yeah. Yeah. congress he, congress has written the no, letter quite late no 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 yeah. what i'm saying that modi has yeah, yeah. been threatening uh, hmm. quite often in his speeches i you know i think this the last during the karnataka election i saw two of his speeches A, there was the sameness to his speeches, and I think there's mm. some data point that the uh, Sonia Gandhi's hit rate on winning the seats where she gave speeches was higher than mm-hmm. his, or some something of the sort. But no, my point was that his speeches were specifically. I mean, you could interpret, and I'm sure that was the intent, as a direct threat that, dude, I have the investigating agencies under me. Stay in your limits, or I will unleash them on you. What has happened in case of, for example, Shashi Tharoor? you know he has been you know for yes. a bit the charge sheet is in file department mm-hmm. of suicide no such thing has happened for arnab although there was a guy mm-hmm. who has written a letter naming him mm-hmm. that bansal family yeah, the whole family died so because what the cbi did to them mm-hmm. nothing there what madhuvi was saying that the muki sharamini rehti and that is because the janta is lapping it up is lapping it up like even upa and like i said you know paap ka ghada bharta hai upa when they got away with shit the first time they said yaar dhadale se karte hain corruption who gives a shit and then by the end of their term the janta was out on the street yeah. right now because they are doing stuff in such a what's the word i'm looking for dhadale se kar rahe hain angrezi mein kehte hain brazen way mm. in such a brazen way mm. they believe nothing's going to happen but i think that there's going to be a tipping point and people are saying you know you can't just fucking all 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 parties in power they use this the machinery they use ed they use so brazenly but but yes this this government the modi government is using it brazenly against opposition against opposition and i think the i was surprised to see the cracks in amit shah's campaigning because amit shah is very meticulous mm-hmm. and uh, the gaps in translation were hilarious until mm. the the woman was just saying whatever she felt like and mm. he caught on that i'm not using words like this so mm. he they changed her and then he calls the wrong government his opposition he his own government the his own propped up ally as uh, corrupt mm. he said the wrong the opposite name mm. that's unusual mm. i mean i think it got to him अरविंद केजरीवाल 
brother-in-law's widow mm-hmm, who's died mm-hmm. the contract was given to him during governor's rule mm-hmm. not when Aap was in no, power no, no, no. and now they you know investigating yeah. him for corruption it is so brazen mm-hmm. and it doesn't even make like a single headline there's yeah. no news on it i mean no way and it's shocking the, and i don't think it's because even the facts of the mm-hmm. case ya to hona that happened mm-hmm. in his time mm-hmm. it was your governor yeah. who was doing your shit mm-hmm. and 12 of their mlas have been acquitted by the court after the police arrested them yeah. <laughs> and the court has come down heavily on delhi police that what the shit you guys doing hmm. but the public doesn't seem to care no the lg disqualified half of the mlas yeah. <laughs> so that was that was so brazen but i am not regarding sachi tharoor's case i don't know i don't know about the abetment to suicide's case we haven't read the charge sheet but that and but why were they probing charges of murder for all the 6 years and they have no explanation for that mm. before filing the charge sheet they should have come clean on that we had a range of government uh, officials bjp leaders who came on record to say i don't know why they are investigating it yeah. madhu kishwar has decided it yeah. was a murder and it was yeah. she yeah. so i don't know so, why they're yeah. bothering they should right. just let her decide yeah. this government <laughs> is playing openly through judiciary yeah. through governors through anybody mm-hmm. you can see in delhi what is happening they they're playing it through the governor while we sleep mm-hmm. while the while, while, while the nation sleeps, while the nation sleeps. Mm-hmm. preposterous is what sachit tharoor wrote and kind of agree with that <laughs> okay so we'll wind up with the last two things one is a citizen citizenship amendment bill in assam which has led to a huge backlash and there've been protests there they've not been giving the, getting the kind of coverage mm-hmm. that one would you know mm. um, normally expect but i guess karnataka has kind of overshadowed everything mm. and the second is the aurangabad violence uh, for which uh, shiv sena mla i think has been uh, named or arrested you want to discuss rathor oh yes the new inb minister when we do that mm. first everyone's views so mm. there's there's been a change in the information broadcasting ministry from city right to rathor madhu your mm. views why do you think she was asked to go i don't uh, know but time? i really miss her you will mm. yes why is that uh, because uh, she regularly came up with very interesting she's um, very articulate mm. she's very well dressed yeah i think the textile ministry is if you can see my eyebrows go up three times <laughs> she's very well dressed and she's coming close to ashok khemka's uh, record of being transferred <laughs> but maybe not for the same reasons uh, yeah. i just uh, was wondering i read the pieces that you know she's always carries controversy wherever she goes and mm-hmm. the high command that's amit modi don't want unnecessary controversy but this time it was not so much the bill that she proposed or that stuff she did it was because she pissed off the president i mean that's what i, I think don't, the wire know, reported i mean let's be for, for a moment i'll be serious i don't think any of the things that she's done uh including the the committee being formed to decide on the in, on internet freedom all the things that she's done i don't think they were done by herself alone Mm. I think they were done with I believe they were done with the PMO's nod knowledge mm. and understanding and in fact approval and then when it doesn't work because I think this government also has their eye on the 2019 elections and they don't want to uh, antagonize the full social media uh, constituency and their freedoms and they knew that they were on in a sticky on a sticky wicket with that so they withdrew so i would not blame her completely so why do you think she's been removed what what did no, she I do wrong you saying the president she pissed off the president with that whole thing of the no i think it was a cumulative mm-hmm. and i think there's a point where this government wants things to just appear 
running smoothly remain calm remain calm, calm instead of confrontational and i and think she is very confrontational she is. well i don't think this all these confrontations were her alone yeah but i think she handles mm. confrontation in a way that she wants to go right into it with like punching mm. no i think she had some advisors you know from the rss and she had been working on their but advice that is in every ministry mm. ah but but in her case she was confrontational a and whenever she was if you see her history as a minister she used to pick up fights and she used to create controversies and right. the mm. government doesn't want it very simple i think mm. this is what has happened i mean here mm. also with the the mm. i mean uh, on online media mm. she also the president yeah that when the, he will not be giving the national mm. awards i think wire carried the piece about the reason but no, sure no, hrd when she was in hrd first f- fights with the vice chancellor yes. then mm. jnu i mean please understand mm. what why indira gandhi created jnu mm. she wanted the communists and the leftists off her back she didn't kill a university banao mm. let them stay busy thesis likhenge professors mm. lectures denge khush rahenge and that for 40 years 50 mm. years was it going was on happening. it worked created mm. it worked now she doesn't understand that this is what it's for let them play and then she goes hammer and tongs at them and then creates heroes and trying to change the students become students mm. become politicians and mm. heroes she created it mm. ajoy yeah. what is your view i think uh, all this while first as the hrd minister and now as um, the inb minister all the kind of controversies he kind of created was actually worked out to the advantage of bjp uh, if you see the so- its social media constituency or its its supporters on the ground but twice she was removed the first when the rohit Vem- uh, from hrd ministry when the rohit vemulas hmm. uh, the whole uh, death issue really kind of boom was boomeranged right. on bjp she she was removed then and here the media took almost a united stand when this whole regulations of sure. fake news came in and uh, so these two times when actually so she uh, i'm i'm not very sure is she that dispensable for the bjp whenever there's kind of uh, and she she is supposed to be the cabinet minister and but every time why does she why does smriti rani has to kind of take the blame alone her head and that's that's time. my problem because there are other ministries which are which are doing equally for example piyush goel piyush goel had a recent controversy of uh, right, on his regarding back and the piramal group and he mm-hmm. was almost from railway minister he was been given to finance. take a file no, that finance, was a um, i think minister, i think in case yeah. of piyush that was a personal controversy yes but in case of smriti rani whenever yes. she mm. interacts with public involved. yes uh-huh. she creates a controversy Inter- so I, the I, people I, I, in fact i have a slightly i think smriti rani is quite articulate if you see in mm. in 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 the bunch of ministers that they have she's quite and she she obviously she responds to the constituency that bjp has and pull and and uh, works out her way like she's that. articulate yeah. and she's yeah. arbitrary also yeah That's also arbitrary but who is not in in bjp's cabinet minister you you see you suresh there's absolutely for is for me this cabinet reshuffle in all this last 4 5 years has been very very arbitrary because why was suresh prabhu he was known as a very good railway minister apparently and he was removed from the chair but he didn't do well yeah. no but, we had the but bjp the bjp itself on social media it advertised great performance by suresh prabhu he was one of the working ministers like nitin Kar- gatkari no, we did not hear about other ministries but he was still removed and we there's there's absolutely no la- logic to why the 
cabinet reshuffles have happened over the last four years. But there could be a political reason. Smriti Irani has been relieved to actually go and consolidate Amethi. Correct. Maybe yes. Yeah, yeah. So we and don't know about want it. Yes. Do an update mm. as we speak. Mm. Uh, the News 18 television channel is saying that after BSY's order, Yadurappa apparently gave an order that the resort where all the MLAs are staying, the security is to be withdrawn. Mm. So after the securities are drawn, they are being moved to either Punjab or Kerala. Mm. What? Because mm. the, uh, every, the other, state is is, every other state is there, na? Mm. This is shocking. It's a joke. So this is like really low level. Yeah. And anyway. And we still haven't. <laughs> and why the is he, why is he chosen Are Kerala we? and Punjab? Because that is non-BJP governments, no? Otherwise, every government, every state is BJP government. They'll <laughs> security will. We haven't, we haven't hit the bottom. We haven't hit the bottom. We haven't hit the bottom. Yes, exactly. So there is this famous Arun Jaitley statement that Congress was using all these investigative agencies and they've become caged parrots. They are, I don't know what, they're caged. There's like solitary self confinement. They've been killed and they're just put last lying there. I just, I'm amazed at how how this country and how. But yet somehow we normally move move around. And uh, they are not not just case. There's something more than that. I know <laughs> the way CBI has been behaving. Or anyway, on that note, I'd like everyone to give their recommendations for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to start, Raman sir? You want to start? Yeah, Madhu? I'll plug our story by Samrat. Mm. This is the issue that we were supposed to discuss, but we didn't. Right. Citizenship. Uh, Citizens, yeah. So, in fact, draft bill in fact, even as up. you wind up, you can give us a bit on that. I have no nothing to share, so maybe you and Ajay can just give us something on that. No, this is the draft bill that uh, the government has come up, where they are offering citizenship to, uh, you know, all religion. Uh, all pe- people of all religion excepting Muslims, Muslims hmm. uh, coming from countries like Bangladesh, right. uh, Pakistan, so Sikhs. Uh, uh, and they are Muslims. reducing, their, uh, if they have stayed here for six years, earlier the stay was 11. Hmm. So if you have stayed here for six years, hmm. then you can uh, become the citizen. But right. So this has evoked a lot of uh, response, uh, especially in the northeast. Right. Uh, the student, Asam Ganaparishadhan, they have yeah. come up protesting against this. It has two two elements. One is Muslims have been included, so that excluded. So that is one controversy. And uh, but Assam is opposing the very bill because it goes against the Assam uh, pact. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. So that is your recommendation, so news laundry piece. The citizenship bill was also this was also Prime Minister's uh, promise in his uh, prime ministerial campaign that they would bring in the persecuted minorities from Bangladesh and that they're doing it really well uh, in, in the sense because they've managed to polarize the Northeast and Amit Shah has already given an interview that they want 21 seats from the Northeast hmm. and this will really work politically for them to polarize the whole electorate and uh, but the uh, the most important thing is that they may lose out on one of their allies which is Aumgur Ganaparishad who has been at the forefront uh, which has been on the forefront of the agitations against the bill but my recommendation would be uh, in the context of Karnataka which uh, the uh, Harish Khare's piece uh, the form, former Tribune's editor, he has written a very compelling piece in for The Wire, which is called Karnataka, The Art of Stealing Mandates, where he has dealt with the record of the India government in how they have managed to subvert all the institutions 
to get to power i think it's mandatory reading now okay thank you madhu uh my recommendation is uh, arun chori's book hmm. anita gets bail i think every citizen who is uh, either worried about india concerned about india or feels in some way responsible to india they should we should read it because it it's also a guide on what we can do instead of just complaining and grumbling and the second book uh which was gifted to me was a fascinating book called factfully and that's this data scientist who's created these databases and interesting graphics and everything which refutes everybody's present vision of the world and it basically says that we're really not as bad you, as you think you are okay i would like to recommend a piece that was shared with me by my friends who are major bhakts and like all bhakts not all but like many bhakts uh, like many nris they are typical nri bhakts you know very well all, all for civil liberties there but back home salimaro sabko hindu supremacy but i want it's called liberals you're not as smart as you think by Ger- gerard alexander it's an opinion piece in the new york times i would recommend this piece for its sheer stupidity and uh, if you belong to the progressive liberal grouping and any slightly dimwitted person has sent this to you you know to have such a glaring inconsistency in the point you're making and the piece you're writing and this is a different level it's trump level self awareness i know i use that term very loosely but this time i mean it the piece argues that liberals you're not smart as you think and you're basically very offensive because you group an entire lot of conservatives of bigots or if you don't agree with someone they are all you know racist these words are thrown around and the whole piece is arguing against the tendency of liberal of liberals to generalize to paint people with one broad brush and the whole piece does exactly that to liberals so this jared guy no, when he was conservatives do no, when no but when he was writing this did someone say sir actually you know the point you're making actually applies on your piece also and then nyt published it so obviously uh, you know filters are weak everywhere in the world so <laughs> on that note we will leave you with this song it is to india i hope you have found your rock bottom although i doubt you have we haven't it we haven't it yet we shall bounce back and do subscribe write in with your comments to contact at newslawney.com you can leave your abuse on my twitter timeline and uh, do subscribe because we want more reporters to go out there and report thank you ajoy for joining us thank you so pleasure much. having you pleasure. and also subscribe to wire if you happen to like their reportage um until next week thank you panel thank you laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please